What's up, my dude? Good, and you? Yeah, good. good. <laughs> Sweet, man. Okay, dude, we can go for as long as you want to go. Sure. Sweet, man. Okay, cool. Today, welcome, dudes. Welcome to another episode of Corporate Punks. I'm so glad you tuned in, man. We're with Justin Swart from The Amblers. I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, this I'm is gonna be cool. so happy to be here. It's yeah, man. Pretty this, awesome. This is going to be cool because like, we're in the middle of exclusive books in Hyde Park. <laughs> and I think everyone's kind of looking at us wondering what the hell we're yeah, doing. <laughs> which is great. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of cool. This is what I love about podcasts as well. You can like take it a bit mobile, have a chat with anybody 100%. that you want. And at the end of the day, you know what? We do this so that we can have fun. We yeah. chat about serious things, sometimes not so serious things. Yeah, yeah. It's cool doing it here. Sweet, man. So if anybody doesn't know the Amblers, like, would you be able to like describe your sound in one like one simple way? Yeah, I mean... It's kind of tough to do it with your own music, I suppose. Yeah, it is. But yeah, yeah. At, at the end of the day, I mean, the Amblers is what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. There's, there's, there's no additional fluff. There's no additional polish. You know, everything we do, we try and keep it as simple as possible. We're a duo. There's just two of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of sort of like a white stripe white yeah. stripes kind of vibe. I, I feel like... Sorry to interrupt you. No problem. I feel like white stripes, like... It simplifies it too much. In my mind, you guys put a lot more into your music sure. than, than how the White Stripes might write. Yeah, I think, I mean, we didn't want to do... I mean, obviously, I love the White Stripes, and mm. it's not really just about their music. It's also just about the philosophy of how they approached recording. I mean, I'm yeah. a big Jack White fan. Um, yeah. Just in general, not specifically White Stripes. But, I mean, we, we didn't want to do something... You know, the White Stripes was the White Stripes because it was them. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think we just took what made sense to us from how they were doing things um, yeah. and how we translated that into what we do. Also, um, let's be honest, I mean, Meg White's cool, but Jason Hinch is about five billion times a better drummer. That, yeah, that so dude is legit. He's so tasty yeah, as well. Sure, oh. It also makes a big difference. So, you know what, I mean... I think that, you know, Jason's drumming and just the backbone that he well, gives to the Amblers is... Make sure the mic kept no problem. Nice. Cool. Uh, is, is a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. And then I think, you know, just how we hear music as individuals also, you yeah, know, yeah. makes yeah. a difference. So, you know, we're inspired by the White Stripes, but certainly not um, defined by how they approach things. Or yeah, sound. yeah, yeah. It's quite cool, though. I mean, yeah. like, I think you get to explore music writing a little bit easier. Uh, well, not easier, but you can, like, explore your own instruments when you've got so much space. That's exactly, I cool. mean, you know, it's it's really a fundamental part of... of, of you know, our duo kind of setup is the space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it's an important part of, of our production and songwriting process because, yeah. you know, any song that starts out, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's always balls to the wall, especially yeah. some of our faster, more up-tempo things. I mean, when we hit the first pre-production tracks, I mean, it, they sound so different to, yeah. to the end product. And, and that's simply not because we've kind of reworked it and reworked it, but until we have an idea solidified, you yeah. can't find the space. And yeah. the space is really important. That's yeah. where the groove in a duo lies, yeah, yeah. is moving in and out of each other. So yeah. it's such an important part is, yeah. is that space. And a lot of people think it's simpler, but as a musician, it's it needs so much more discipline. Ah, oh, it's super tough. <laughs> it's so, and I mean, recording it alone is it must be crazy. Yeah, it's super tough. There's nothing to hide behind. So, yeah, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you know, with what we do, there's no such thing as fixing something in the mix. You've, yeah, yeah. You've got to get it right, yeah. right from the beginning, and you've got to know what you're going for right from the start, because otherwise, you end up with something that is so 
uh, far from what you initially had planned to do because yeah. you can hide it behind delays and reverbs like yeah. pop music does. And I, I don't have any problem with <laughs> I, pop music. I have music, a problem with, with but, like oversimplified you know, music. No, yeah. sure. It's just, you know, I mean, I was watching, I was watching a, a video on YouTube by uh, Rick Beato, which is, he's just like a really famous music YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he was talking about, and I don't know how we've gotten onto this, but it's relevant. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, relevant. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Lady Gaga has been um, sued for like uh, uh, literally three notes of that yes, song. Yes, Shallow. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, and yeah. He, he's breaking that down. Yeah. And, and he's saying that the reality is that in the last 20 years, every single number one pop hit has used the, the first, the fifth, and yeah. the first, the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth. It's, yeah, it's yeah. the same melody, just in different notes. How yeah. can you sue someone <laughs> for that? But that's exactly what he's saying is just that pop music. Has yeah. bec- because of the big corporates and the big things it's become so simplified because mm. those execs are saying well look the last 20 years worth of number one hits yeah, have yeah. this recipe so yeah, yeah, your yeah. music must also have that recipe like, yeah. and it's you know according to Rick Beato it's been the worst thing that's happened to pop music mm. it's four th- chords that have literally yeah. oversimplified the industri- the, yeah. that genre in the music industry yeah and I mean like lyrics as well I mean like it's, it's I can't remember what song it was. I think it was like one of Beyonce songs. They yeah. had like three or four people writing the lyrics for. Sure. I think it was all the single ladies or something. Whatever that oh, song wow. was. Yeah, I three don't or four people it, for those lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was just Freddie Mercury with Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. I saw that. I mean, and I yeah. mean, if you just look at that, the 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 quality of the songwriting, but also I think you know. Be- people have changed. What people want have changed. I yeah. mean, they don't. Uh, it's almost like that I want the responsibility of knowledge anymore it's almost yeah. like ignorance is bliss so give yeah. me the shit that means nothing yeah 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 so that I don't have to yeah. be labored with the stuff that actually gets me thinking in yeah. a way I do you think know, yeah. that, that we're like super overwhelmed with information with sure like social totally media and stuff. Um, I did an episode on social media and like how it impacts your mental health and that kind of thing and they got like significant correlations between having a Facebook account and having mental health huge yeah yeah huge and I mean it's crazy I was just discussing with someone earlier today uh, in, in, a, in, a, in another interview just mm-hmm. when I go in, when, when Jason and I well I was kind of speaking about my own process but when we go into like the nuts and bolts and the balls to the wall um, section of 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 doing new music and putting new music out at a time when when I'm making crucial decisions about the engineering or the writing I completely unplug out of all social media totally Uh, like I don't want to see what anyone else is doing I don't want to hear what anyone else is doing because I have really found it to be um, very very overwhelming and create a lot of anxiety I mean if you want to doubt yourself and doubt your own authenticity just get bombarded with what everyone else is doing because you really start to question whether your song is good enough in comparison to that song that that person's just released and does your mix hold up and yeah. Have you done the right thing? It's so and damn true. Yeah, eh? so I yeah. unplug and so that I, I'm not exposed to what yeah. everyone else is doing because I find that I make really, really bad choices yeah, yeah. when I'm worried about the choices that I'm making yeah. in relation to what other people are doing. That's so true. So, yeah. so do you find like creative, like in your creation of music and anything regarding music, whatever, uh, do you find you have more creative freedom when you're away from social media and that kind of thing? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, and even and even at times just media in general, yeah. if you know what I mean. Um, I, I will 
I will limit what I listen to and who I listen to. It'll become way narrower yeah, yeah. and way more specific. Yeah. Um, it's not like I'll stop listening to music. I think it's really important to be listening to inspiring music while you're making music. I, yeah. I think it, I think it's an important part of the process. Um, but yeah, I kind of unplug totally. You know what? At the end of the day, we all we like to to promise ourselves and tell ourselves that we don't but yeah, we yeah. do care what other people think yeah. the problem is we make bad creative decisions yeah. when we are worried about what other people think yeah yeah um, you know it, it was something that always stuck with me um, you know just with David Bowie I, I, I watched yeah. an old interview he did once and you yeah. know it was just something that stayed with me in, in that like never ever play to the gallery if you want to make um, um, mistakes as an artist yeah. be worried about pleasing your audience yeah yeah, um, yeah you know there's nothing authentic or there's little that's authentic about you in that process so yeah, i just yeah. flip them absolutely unplugged that's so true and bowie was amazing yeah was and, 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 but also he yeah. was um like there's only one david bowie no mm. no one sounds like him no one yeah no he, one he ever. also played up like, to his uniqueness with yes, that, like, like i think he was like okay yeah. i'm gonna put this in but the front of everything. never played to the gallery and it's awesome yeah. to see you know it's great when people give advice or 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 those kind of tips and pointers to creative people yeah. that they've actually been using it's not like some guy pulling it out of his ass he's yeah, saying yeah. listen i don't play I've really found that not playing to a gallery or not being concerned, overly concerned with what people think about what I'm doing, I found it really helpful yeah. in my own creative process. Yeah. Um, you know, I also just think that, you know, the, the Amblers is, is really, you know, some, we don't know if we're proud of this or if we're worried about this, but it is the reality is yeah. We are, we are part of a musical genre at the moment that a lot of people feel is, is dying out, if you know what I mean. Yeah, which is a non-mainstream genre. Now, yeah. I love that, if you know yeah. what I mean. I think that, you know, record execs and stuff, they've got a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. But I think that when you're doing the kind of music that we are doing, which is like that blues-infused folk and rock and, yeah. and you know, just that you're a very simple... Um, it's very important to be as is, is to be authentic. Like you, have to. Um, you yeah. just you, you've got to you've got to be as vulnerable as you can. Yeah. Because the reality doesn't matter what art you're doing. You you you're not gonna lie to people, even if you're lying to them. Yeah. Your yeah. lie <laughs> is still telling them the yeah. truth, and yeah. and people are not stupid. Yeah. Be especially when it comes to artistic things. I mean they. They feel what you're putting out there. It doesn't matter what you're saying or what you're trying to put out there. They come, they get it, like, yeah. and they receive it. And you know, if you're playing games and just trying to tell the story you think everyone's gonna like, yeah, or, yeah. But pe it, people seldom latch onto that. Yeah, with blues, they, they, they. Um, I watched a documentary on Robert Johnson because mm. I found Robert Johnson's his technique was amazing oh, it was fascinating and also he was so mysterious yeah. I mean there's such a um, so much history that's just lost with Robert Johnson and um, yeah, lot, you've really got to fill in the blanks yeah you gotta you gotta just go out of your way yeah <laughs> um, so uh, they had a, a, a discussion about his, his early career where he wasn't sort of quite making it yeah sure I mean he was around with the day you know like uh, um, you know, with Sunhouse and those those yeah. Delta Blue boys, I mean, they weren't impressed with him at yeah. all. And, yeah, and then they, they thought he was kinda, a joke. He yeah. kind of disappeared. Yeah, he did and, disappear. And, and came back. Yeah, yeah. And everyone was like, what yeah. the hell is going on? Yeah. Like, this guy's out playing us. Yeah, they interviewed the guy. Uh, no, no, I think it was the, 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 the grandson of the guy that yeah. met him on stage. Yeah. And he always used to tell the story. And then when he got on stage, Robert Johnson just blew everyone away. Yeah. 
Oh man, and his techniques, just he's got that sort of um, the thumb normally busy on one Absolutely, of the Absolutely, and it never stops going. I mean, oh, it, it's it, so beautiful. It, Kind of feels and sounds like there's more than one person playing, playing, yes. playing yeah. the guitar. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I, I've tried my hand at a couple of Robert Johnson things, and it's Dude, not, I, I it's can't. not easy. <laughs> like it's not, and and also like you know, you can try and get that, you can try and get the, the technicality and just that technique of it down, and I think that with enough practice you can get it. But yeah. there's just something else he brought which. I don't know. You you can't yeah. practice that. Also, so there's just also, that feel and that yeah. that whole vibe. You know. He had such a uh, the documentary like goes into his family life and how he was sort of like rejected from his family and then um, he got into a relationship with another lady and then she fell pregnant and then that that lady's family rejected him as well. So he had this like deep that deep sure. blues yeah. that root. It was quality. No, uh, really, man, really I love was. Robert Johnson. And then um, uh, the the big break. The real heartbreak of Robert Johnson, uh, like I think it was maybe a week or two after he passed away, um, this guy was organizing uh, a huge sort of theater gig uh, for all of the local uh, blues guys, but it, he was going to get Robert Johnson all the way out there, and he just found out Robert Johnson passed away, because obviously they didn't have an internet yeah, there, sure. so it was like, oh, he, he passed away, and then all they had was this LP, and they played the yeah. LP, and the whole crowd just gave yeah, us absolutely. huge standing ovation. Yeah. It was crazy. No, yeah. I mean, like the quality of the Special LP. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, uh, the documentary is good. I'll actually see if I can get you the yeah. link. I'll put the link yeah. on the description yeah. as well for everybody. Sweet man. So you guys focus on like um, you got some f- some folksy sounding music. Yeah. Um, a bit of like a uh, like an acoustic vibe. Um, Shallow pools. Shallow pools. Yeah. Yes, I got the name right. Yeah. That song is amazing. Thank it, you. I genuinely find it was amazing. <laughs> I have to admit, yeah. very few songs like give me like that that goosebumps because I'm always so busy. Like, oh, they've done this with the musicality and yeah. they've done this. That one I just got lost in it. It sure, was I'm really glad. quality. I really enjoyed that. And then, um, but what's with the the sp- uh, the sparrow, the the, the cover? <laughs> or at least, yeah, how did you come up with the idea? Well, I think you know the cover for the single. I mean, obviously, it was first released as a single. Yeah. And then when we released the Radio Old Mo- album, it was included yeah. uh, in the album track. But it, it didn't come out with Radio Old Mo. It was released as a standalone single. Sing, um, single yeah, first. Yeah. yeah. But I think that you know. Uh, there's nothing too significant about the sparrow. I think mm. it just feeds into um, the whole idea of shallow pools, which mm. from the beginning and even in its production, I mean, it starts with with that train. Yeah. Uh, and then if you the listen closely, is, the, yeah. the train is is the train is actually there throughout the whole song. Really? Yes, it's oh, there wow. throughout the whole song, and that's what's great about it is yeah, you yeah. don't realize that. But and <laughs> and we really wanted to do that yeah. in the production yeah. um, because we don't do too much production but in Shallow Pools we did we did yeah, embellish yeah. a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. and why we did that is we felt that even in a live environment with just an acoustic guitar mm. we could still translate Shallow Pools well even yeah, yeah. with the production on the, on the recording yeah. We, we're not so convinced with a lot of our other music do you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. well it's just you, you can't add too much it starts to become a little bit yeah. fakeish when, yeah, you, when, yeah, when yeah. you're on stage but yeah. you know Shallow Pools is really meant to feel like a conversation and it really that, does. that ability yeah. to get lost in it yeah. I really believe is the train yeah yeah and um, you it's, know I, I grew, I'm I, to I, I grew up in though, the yeah. Cape and my dad my dad worked for my dad worked for Transnet yeah, um, yeah. He, he doesn't live in the country anymore but when I was a kid he 
And yeah. I mean, we always used to get these train passes. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I, I went on so many trains. Yeah, and yeah. That lulling sound yeah, of the train yeah. is just, I absolutely love it. So I really think that the mesmerizing part of that song that allows you to get lost is that flipping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, and it, I you like know, Shallow Pools so is really meant to feel like a conversation. It's really, it does. And, yeah. it, and it really is that, you know. And the sparrow just falls into that wandering kind of thing of just, mm-hmm. you know, nostalgic. Yeah, you know, sparrow yeah. traveling. You yeah, know, Shallow Pools is. Yeah. Uh, I remember reading an interview where you guys said that you want the listener to also have their own opinion. Yeah, that's why I kind of like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I feel thought, like. Am it, I going to go into it or am yeah, I not? You I, know, um, I think my own opinion as as a listener, um, the the uh, the sparrow in my mind, sure, uh, is like the individual with the, with the red background. Yeah. So I mean, like it's a lone sparrow. Sure. So at the same time, uh, the song I find is quite self-reflective as well. Very. So, so that's in my, my opinion. Uh, the the sparrow. As soon as I saw it, it was like, okay, it it looks like a lonely bird. Yeah. And then you listen to the song, and it is very like a solitary mindset type Absolutely. thing. But, but that's also my opinion. No, but that's but the purpose it, but of it, your it, music. Like, cool. But it's exactly that. And yeah, yeah. You know what? That's why we don't like to tell or to lead to lead too much with yeah, yeah. like what was our process and what is the song about because yeah. it's so important for us that people kind of. You take from just it. Decide for themselves. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I can just tell you that you're 100% spot on with Shallow okay. Pools. But that's what's mm. great about it is yeah, that yeah. it's there. Yeah, you yeah. can access it. You don't need yeah. to be told what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you I know? think it's, it's, it's awesome. It's also very powerful, uh, the, the, the image, I find. Sure. Because it's that, that, that hard black with the red. Yeah. It's really, yeah. really cool. No, we, li- we, we did, like it Did you it guys well. design it? Um, we did design it. So we didn't put awesome. it together, but yeah, the concept yeah. is definitely ours. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's we we cool, try man. and keep everything as in-house. We have our hands in every yeah, little yeah. bit of our own creative process. Yeah. Yeah. So with the, the latest video that you guys did, the, the black and white video. Yeah, Ratty Old Mo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that. That for yeah. me, I was like, the guitar tone is awesome, but, but we'll chat about that yeah, a sure. little bit later. Um, did you guys also have a hand in directing it, or did you have somebody else assist well, we you Well, ha- we had a brief. I mean, obviously, we... Um, We try and pride ourselves as much as what we can in, you know, simplicity is difficult and I'm not, we're not yanking our own horn here, but we think that we've found the balance for ourselves. We've, Jason and I have figured out how to bring the best out of ourselves as the two of us in a very simplistic way and being able to translate our ideas without adding too much to it to make it exciting. And the video is exactly the same concept. So we had a brief. The brief was black and white. We yeah, wanted yeah. it to be black and white. And like we wanted it. it to be contrasting. And we wanted it to be exceptionally simple. Yeah. We didn't want any crazy cutaways. We didn't want to tell any stories, yeah, you know, yeah. visually. We just yeah, wanted yeah. it to be us. This is what we do. Away, yeah. We're a guitarist and a drummer. Yeah. And this is what we're doing. And we allowed the lighting and the concept of everything else to be mm. kind of um, conceptualized and then you know, executed by yeah. Capital Collective, which is the company owned by Chase Bainon, who is the guitarist for Facing the Gallows. Okay. Yes. That name so, was like ringing so yes. loud in my head. So Ch- Chase, yeah. Chase, Chase shot and uh, nice. directed and edited the whole thing. Look, we were That's super, awesome. super, super impressed yeah. with... Um, with Capital Collective and, and Chase cool. on like they really, really were really good. Yeah. Um, and w- 
it's a great video like yeah. uh, it's well shot it's, yeah. it's well thought out and it's great it's us it's simple mm. we're not hiding behind anything we're not yeah. trying to wow anyone with something we don't have it introduces you guys pretty well as well yeah like, thank you like it's pretty cool I like yeah. it and then uh, the, the I don't know if it was purposeful or whatever but the black and white like really brought out all the textures sure. as well so like the symbols you can see Absolutely, that shine yeah. and then the, your amp you can see the uh, the speaker that cover sure so I just I just grill, like yeah. that because it's simple but if you look same but with your a, music there's a lot look there's a lot to awesome. it yeah absolutely yeah. so it really you know they really helped us translate mm. how we approach our music into the video I hope we'll be able to do it again in the I next like vi- in, the, in the next video yeah because yeah, yeah. it gets tougher the, you know yeah. you, you can't, it gets harder and harder yeah, and harder sure, to yeah. keep up but <laughs> I, I'm glad that we hit it on the money with the first yeah. one so yeah well, that's cool I mean yeah. you and uh, Jason are going to obviously grow quite a lot creatively sure. so I mean you don't have to stay the same no Again, and, we, yeah, and, yeah. and that's it we're not putting any pressure on ourselves you know yeah. Jason and I I won't say that the Amblers happened by accident because it certainly didn't but yeah. um, you know how we started isn't some special story about like you know let's start a band and do yeah, something yeah. amazing yeah, you know it wasn't like that you know I've been in the music industry for a super long time yeah. so has Jason I mean um, and you know we had an opportunity to go in deep into the bowels of the SABC and track an yeah, album yeah. like yeah. and we did it and you know we our agreement with each other was listen yeah, yeah. We're not trying to do anything. We want to go in there, have fun. Let's smash yeah. out a couple of songs. Yeah. Let's do it our way with yeah, yeah. no pressure, no expectations. Yeah. And let's see where this ends. Yeah. And you know what? People enjoyed it. Um, That's and cool. I think they enjoyed it and grabbed onto it because it was authentic. Where there, where there were no hidden motives except two dudes having fun in, in, yeah. in the studio. It um, translates. It yeah, translates it, it did. Like, well, so yeah. so we, we feel really grateful and fortunate that we are able... Um, in an age where a lot of musicians are not free to yeah. do it the way they want to do it, we are free to do that. We're very grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think many years ago we would have we would have begged for someone to yeah, back yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. But in hindsight, you know what, maybe that wasn't the best thing. Yeah. Because they would have you know, when people are paying your bills, they've got the right to tell you yeah. what they want. That's you know, true. And yeah, that's yeah. the truth. So yeah, yeah. you know, now that we pay our own bills, no one gets to tell us what to do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, cool, man. So, so if you guys had to add a bassist, do you think it would like change you guys, or do you want to stick with the whole two-piece thing? I don't know. Like, it's we've never even discussed it. Oh, really? No, we've That's never fantastic. we've never even discussed it. I mean, we've got nothing against adding and adding a bassist. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one from my end, now that I'm thinking about it, would we still be the Amblers? But that's the thing that I'm thinking about. Uh, what's that old philosophy? If you change a plank on a boat, after how many planks does it become a new boat? Sure. <laughs> so if but you change exactly a member, it. so is it still the same boat? Yeah, it's, it, it's not. It's, you see, the thing is, I don't have a, we don't have a problem with the bassist, but yeah. are we still the amblers with the bassist? Yeah, yeah. Can we still approach what we're doing the way that we approach it? Yeah. How much will need to change because yeah. of that one added element? Yeah. I mean, because listen, we... Uh, festivals, shows, that kind of thing. Yeah. Everyone. Where's the bassist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is he going to DI? Yeah. Yeah. People want to, and, and listen, I get it. Yeah, I yeah, get yeah. it because listen, the rhythm section, that's drums and bass, man. Like, yeah, you know dude. what I'm saying? People yeah. want that and I know why. I mean, yeah. I love drums and bass. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, 
But it's the same thing. Like if you added a bass, if you took away the bassist from the raconteurs, would it still be the raconteurs? Yeah. <laughs> or would it just be something in between the white stripes and the raconteur? Do you yeah, understand? Yeah. So, mm. you know, there, there is something, there's something at the heart of what we're doing and how we do it. Yeah, yeah. That is what it is because it's just the two of us, yeah, not yeah. because we don't have a basis. Yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool, though. I yeah. think it's quite interesting. It's just that. So, um, if anybody goes and listens just to the um, the, the blue stuff. Yeah, you can, you can. You always assume it's that like blues three piece, like Jimmy. And, yeah, sure. And with like Stevie Ray Vaughan, it's yeah. just that that three piece. But it's but it's not. You guys no. are even taking blues, and you're like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. Sure. I like it though. Yeah. Because you guys can also like play as much as you want. Um, I mean, I'm just, I got the the uh, the sort of hook riff. Oh, I can't even remember the name of the song. What's that video? The black and white video. Ready old mo. Yeah, ready yeah. old mo. So, so I mean, like that's going on and over over in my head. And I was listening to it. And I'm like, okay, they haven't got a bassist. But the sound is still full sure. in my mind. And you did the sound engineering yeah, as well. Yeah, I did. That's I engineered that. So beautiful, man. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's not empty. As so many times when they do um, recording of guitars, it gets that whispery, like, yeah, sure. mosquito vibe. And they need the bass to, like, just try and bump it up a yeah. bit. But you still get that nice sound So obviously, sound be, be, because, because we don't have a bassist, just mm. from a, a technical aspect, yeah, yeah. we've really got to concentrate on the low end as a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know what? Those guitars are very bassy in, yeah. co- in comparison to mm. um, the way that you would yeah. that you would treat a guitar if yeah. there was a bass in, in the tracking. You would treat yeah, them yeah. differently because, I mean, you, you don't want the frequency, you don't want two instruments to occupy too much of the f- same frequencies yeah. so that they all have their, their own time and space to shine. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, th- there's a lot of, I mean, and we use very, very overdriven stuff. I mean, it's mm. very, very fuzzy. Yeah, um, but it's still clear. It, I, it I is clear. The, like, the mix is good. Dude. Yeah, thank good you. Mix. Yeah, it's um, taken a while to develop yeah. the ability to do that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Have you guys? Um, have you always worked with Gretsch guitars? Um, is it just a sound that you enjoy? Yeah. Look, I mean, I love Gretsch. Yeah. Um, you know, I love it. I, I love Les Paul um, yeah. style guitars as well. But I just think that. You know, playing on a Gibson Les Paul and playing on Epiphone Les Pauls, and you know, at the end of the day, everyone will tell you um, the two don't compare. It, mm. It's it's just not true. And what I mean by that is, no, I'm not saying that a fifteen thousand rand Epiphone can hold its ground with a hundred and fifty thousand rand vintage <laughs> Gibson. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But what I am saying is that tone. For the most part, as far as I'm concerned, it's yeah. in your hands yeah. and not in the instrument. At yeah. the end of the day, you've got to learn to get the best out of what you've got. Yeah. If you're always waiting, like, you know what, I'll be a better guitarist when I have a hundred grand to spend on guitar. You're chasing, yeah. you don't have to do that. Take yeah. what you have and get the best out of what you've got. Doesn't matter if it's a thousand rand guitar yeah. or a hundred and fifty thousand rand yeah. guitar. Do your best, be your best on what you have. Be happy with what you've got. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about um, um, what's this? Billy Joe from Green Day. Yeah. He had Bluey. It was like some yeah. cheap, cheap yeah. guitar that he had and he sure. went on tour with it and he yeah. recorded a bunch of albums. Yeah. And I think only when they released American Idiot did he officially change over to the Gibson. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's... But it's, it shows you. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, that's exactly the thing. You don't need... I mean, even if you look at like... Um, you know, a lot of Kurt Cobain stuff that with Butch Vig, I mean, I was watching like a Butch Vig breakdown, one of Kurt's mixes. And I yeah. mean, even Butch Vig comments on how 
cheap <laughs> this guitar, this acoustic guitar that yeah, Kurt yeah. Cobain had was that he had no money. Yeah, yeah. And yet those aren't the recordings that are cemented into our lives. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, these songs are forever <laughs> yeah. and we love them. Yeah. You know what? You don't need a bazillion bucks and, yeah. and a big record label mm. or any of that stuff to make good music. You yeah. need to work hard. You need to have an insane work ethic yeah. and you need to just go for it. Like, you know, yeah. that's important. But back to the Gretsch thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just think for me, Gretsch has just got a bite. Yeah. It, it's got a bite. It's got an attack to it that like, for me, that yeah. a Les Paul style guitar just doesn't have. And, and that's really that crunch on Radio Old Mo because yeah. throughout the Radio Old Mo album because Radio Old Mo is the title of the album as well yeah 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 we're moving between Les Pauls and Gretches okay, but okay. on Radio Old Mo it's definitely yeah, a yeah. gold top Gretsch yeah and um, oh, it's it, gorgeous it's, it's got that absolute bite to it that yeah. you just don't get I yeah. mean I can run um, same amp same pedal setup same gain structure everything yeah, yeah, yeah. swap those guitars they don't sound the same <laughs> and they're both you know they're both humbuckers they're both yeah. there's yeah. just something to that Gretsch that absolutely yeah. bites you the uh, the electrics on the Gretsch is quite cool though yeah um, I, have you got that master volume knob yes as well yeah, 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 yeah. so I did some research because I, yeah. I didn't know that much about Gretsch yeah. firstly the first thing that amazed me was that the Gretsch family obviously started Gretsch and then they ended up selling it and then I think it was the third Gretsch kid the third I don't yeah, know like yeah, yeah. third Gen generation, generation later down, yeah, yeah. He, the, him and his wife saved up to buy Gretsch back so they bought Gretsch back and then Fender got into a distribution deal with them yeah. and then Fender now distributes everything yeah. but I just like that it's got that whole like sure. for like a whole generation this guy yeah. was like no I want I want this this and, our name and I want worked it worked his ass off to get it back yeah yeah oh, look I absolutely love Gretsch guitars I love the yeah. way I love their circuitry I love the way that they put together I love the way that they built uh, from just a strategic thing I love the fact that they are way lighter than anything Gibson yeah. because Gibsons are super yeah. super they heavy kill your shoulder yeah, oh you gotta get that heavy. wide strap and so I like yeah. that just from a practical aspect yeah, um, yeah, yeah. nothing musical just playing <laughs> a Gretsch is just much lighter yeah. what's that stupid joke like uh, so you get like musician jokes like oh <laughs> Uh, a, a guitarist always knows how to do it better than the next guitarist. Yeah, sure. But then you've got the, the real musician jokes, like from musician to musician. Yeah. It's like, why does a guitarist have a girlfriend? It's <laughs> to massage his left shoulder. Yeah, absolutely. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, yeah, man. Yeah. Because, I mean, after a show with the Gibson, listen, Oof. where that strap comes over your yeah. neck, it, it, it hurts. Kills, man. Yeah, Kills. It did, hurts. You, did you check? Um, uh, do you want another coffee? No, thank you. I'm good. Cool. Can I get another one, please? Thank you. Uh, did you check that uh, Matt Heafy from Trivium? Because he also jams the, the, the Gibson Les Paul shape. Yeah. He's like developed this like double strap guitar thing. Oh, really? Like yeah. a bra, a guitar bra. It looks like a guitar <laughs> bra. And he's on stage and he's, he's slaying it. And I'm like, dude. But you listen, if look it's comfortable weird. and it allows him to play comfortably, because yeah. listen, I know from playing with Gibsons that, geez, they're heavy. Like, yeah. And you know what? Yeah. 40 minutes into a set, shit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it hurts. It's going to yeah, like get like, you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like your left arm starts getting a bit weird. Yeah, your right neck. To, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. for me, my neck and my yeah. back and everything like, yeah. starts to really struggle. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. Um, let's have a look quickly. Uh, I got a few little things I wanted to chat about. Sure. Uh, Am I wondering? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With um, your guitar playing, is there any specific influences that you really enjoy listening to when you're trying to write? <laughs> it didn't Damn come it. through. It didn't come through. It's fine. <laughs> or is it dead? I think that 
I think that there's a few. I mean, it all depends on what frame of mind I'm in and, and what I'm doing in my playing. I mean, at the end of the day, um, Jack White is a massive inspiration to me, but it's not, it's not his sound. It's, it's mm. his approach to things. So he's yeah. not afraid and he's not, I mean, like a lot of times when I'm writing, I, I will go to like the earliest White Stripe, like the yeah. White Stripes, White Stripes album, yeah, yeah. where there was just nothing. Yeah. Like there's, I mean, Jack White's got an, I mean, he's a bit of a musical genius. Whether he's a cool person or not, I couldn't say. But yeah, yeah, yeah. musically, I think he's super, super clever. Yeah. But I mean, if you go back to the White Stripes, very yeah. first album, there's none of that cleverness there. There's none yeah, of yeah. today's Jack White there. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, it's just so like, absolutely yeah. raw. And I yeah. think that that's what inspires me to be okay with the music that I make. Yeah, yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So yeah, it's yeah. more, it's not trying to find ideas or trying to gain any knowledge. It's it's just about being comfortable with what you're putting out there because yeah. the, the biggest monster yeah. is doubt. Yeah. That's what massive, it is. It's, massive, it's yeah. the biggest monster's doubt. So, yeah. you know, I will lean into things that inspire me to be okay with doing what I want to do. Yeah. And yeah. that's the most important thing for me, which is why like, I plug out of social media. Yeah. I listen to things which are simple. Yeah. yeah and yeah. not because I'm trying to steal something, but yeah. because in the simplicity, I'm also free to be simple. That's if cool. If they could do it, I could do it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So I noticed uh, in the video and also in some of your Instagram photos, you use like quite a large pick, the the, the tri shape pick. Sure. Yeah. Do you do you always use it or was it just a happenstance that I saw that? <laughs> I'm um, like I'm pretty obsessed with your with your technique. I'm not gonna lie. Like yo, I'm pretty. So like, that's pretty I awesome am, stuff. I've learned. I've taught myself to to. I, I, I always struggled with hard picks. Yeah. Like I I really even just keeping them in my hand yeah, yeah you know because when you're going a hard pick you lose it so yeah. quickly it's it gone so straight out yeah yeah <laughs> and i mean on stage it's terrible especially oh, if you don't man. have a spare because you are not finding that you're <laughs> yeah, not yeah. finding that yeah pick. so really lucky like that one I've guy really in the crowd to, is yeah. like i'm helping and he gives you a pick <laughs> i've really had to get used to just working with that pick but the thing is using a really really hard pick yeah the sounds and the stutters that mm. you can yeah, you yeah, can yeah. get out of the thing if you can get confident enough in and yourself control, to yeah. hold that thing in your hand yeah, and keep yeah. it in your hand. Yeah. Like so, yeah, I've worked really, really hard. Yeah, yeah. On just, you know, that developing a sound and creating a space that is un- unique to me and feels natural to me. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Something that cl- translates well for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't always play with like a big triangle, um, yeah, but I will it. definitely always play. Um, with a super super hard pick, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes like one one point two mils. I mean that's super that's super pretty, hard. Pretty crazy. And yeah. sometimes the bigger that pick is, the harder it is to keep it in your hand. You yeah, know? yeah. If you think of like a jazz pick, I mean they're super hard, but they're also super small. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know why the, they've like got to the, be so I think it's tiny. The Dunlop Jazz Three. Yeah, I mean red it's, one. it's like a yeah. literally like a thumbnail. That's yeah. Thick, thick, thick. Yeah. I mean I can't keep that thing in my hand. <laughs> When I went to uh, music school, uh, one of my, my um, lecturers, uh, Pat Heath, he used to just be obsessed with the Jazz 3. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, oaks that yeah. can flip and play that thing are amazing. I'm yeah, just not one of them. Yeah, but he had the craziest alternate picking technique. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I aspire to have that technique yeah. so fast. Sure. Sweet, dude. Okay, so I want to just get your links out as well. I'll put them all in the description. Uh, you are I am Justin Swat on, at I am Justin Swat on Instagram. Yes, that's yeah, my yeah. personal. Cool. And then uh, at... 
What's the Instagram for the Amblers? I haven't written Okay, it down. so the Ambler is the Ambler's is the yeah underscore. Yeah, it's the period underscore oh. period Amblers. It's oh, weird. Okay. It's like uh, looks like. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's yeah, thing. it's like. Um, <laughs> full stop know. underscore full stop yeah, so it's yeah. the full stop underscore full, full stop, stop amblers cool man and then on twitter it's just the amblers with an underscore that's the it. underscore yeah. amblers and then obviously jason shout out to jason dude absolutely how's J- it jace jason's in amsterdam at the oh, moment visiting nice. his brother that's amazing so we're wishing him the best cool man uh it's at jason underscore hinch um have a look see he's also nice and busy on yeah on Instagram seri- as well. yeah absolutely and yeah. i mean he's also book from Blackstromer, so yeah yeah that is super busy yeah that's awesome yeah. and then um the the amblers facebook page is facebook.com forward slash we are the amblers that's one it. word and uh yeah that's pretty cool so uh you mentioned before we started that you guys uh, are you currently writing or are you guys going into studios here we are we are going into st- into studio soon we we're currently busy with uh, well, we're just wrapping up pre-production i mean we we've got our own process you know jason and i are two exceptionally busy people yeah and unless we unless you know it's not like we sit around you know drinking yeah. coffee writing songs <laughs> we <laughs> yeah, just yeah. don't uh, it's just not possible for us yeah so we have our own process of getting things down so you know um pre-production is pretty much done yeah. Uh, nice. On the in the beginning of September, we hit High Seas Studio to start tracking the drums of um, you know just some new music. Cool. How cool. we gonna how and what we're gonna be putting out? I, I don't know. I can't yeah, say yeah. yet. They will, yeah. We'll definitely be putting some stuff out, but you know we're not sure how we're gonna do it. Will it be an EP? Will it be an album? Will we release it as a series of singles? We yeah, we don't yeah. know yet. If nice. you know what I mean. But we are recording new music. That's cool. Yeah. I'm excited, man. Yeah. We're looking Alrighty. forward to it. Should we do any other shout outs that you want to give? I want to give Warren Gibson at Plug Music Hell Agency yeah, a man. shout out. Yeah, a legend. Warren um, has really been good to us. He's an amazing person to have a part uh, yeah. of our team. And, you know, we just want to we just want to thank him. He's, he's been so instrumental in uh, just the success we've we've kind of been able to achieve up until now. Yeah. Check out uh, uh, Warren Gibson. Plug, it's Plug Music Agency. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plug Music Agency awesome. and Warren Gibson. Yeah, dude. And um, yeah, he's awesome. With media stuff, he's, yeah, he's, he's pretty he's cool. really talented, really yeah. committed. And I yeah. mean, uh, just for any band that's out there that's taking or that is prepared to take seriously and commit to what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, getting in touch with someone like Warren Gibson yeah. other committed people in the music industry yeah. is definitely the way to go yeah definitely especially as a, like a South African musician or a group of musicians band whatever getting hold of a guy like Warren will help you sure. help you massively I uh, just want to also give a quick shout out to Henu at Running Wolf's Rant yeah. uh, it's a blog that I write for that's awesome dude that's where I got most of your information to be honest yeah, yeah Henu's a good guy sweet man alrighty dude thank you very much thank Matt, you so much for awesome your time Matt it's really, really with you. great it's, it's been a privilege thank you so much Tweet, but all right, cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in and stay tuned. We're gonna play a little song right at the end. Tweet, bye. When your home is gone, and the blood in your veins is turned stone, when your love is lost. And all once has turned to dust And it's been so long From you love, you work, this all 